I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches, we rile up the fans about it. Uh, let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. Come on, bro. I come in here and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? So, who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Tell me. Does that is that going to help me do my job better? Nah, bro. I didn't feel like talking. You. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Draymond Greenface. What's up? What's happening? What episode we at? Uh, 35 or something. Something like that. I don't know. 35? We here. Once again, we here. True. True. Um, We're not on... Well, yeah. We're at 35. But I'm glad you, you went there as a quick little swerve because this is a nice thing to point out. Um... Get your applause ready because we're going to need it. Shout out to the fact that we are over 2,500 listens for these 35 oh! episodes. Multiple episodes above 100 listens. Yeah, yeah, you're really getting us out there. And Put some respect on our name. But something that started out uh, not really believing people were going to listen or even thinking people would care to listen. Um, salute to y'all for sticking with us uh, this Where time. Where's the big bird? Salute to y'all. That's dope. Yeah, I thought so too, man. I, th- I thought so too. I thought it was uh, pretty cool that we, we reached that threshold. Um I know I usually pull this when we want to pick the energy up when it's a sad topic, but I can't resist just because we celebrate and I can't resist. There's a celebration. Hey. Two step. Hey. Two step. Hey. Got, gotta let the guitar solo ride out right quick. Are you a two-stepper? Hey. What'd you do? All right. I'm sorry. That was... One of these days, I'm going to go to the point where, where the crowd, where you cut the music and the crowd just goes to broke. One of these days, I'm going to let it rock to that point. Let it rip. Yo, are you ready to sell out, man? I can't. I can't wait to sell out. You ready to sell out? I'm ready. Spotify purchased Anchor for two hundred and two hundred. Two hundred of them things. Things. Uh, you guys may be asking, what does that mean to you? 
Uh, basically nothing but the one Spotify listener Spotify now has owners. Only one- <laughs> Do they own us now? Like Anchor was owning us? <laughs> Come on, man. You're using very enslaving terms at the I moment. Mean, that's what the, we are that's what the terms and conditions said. We are partners. Terms and conditions was like, use a hoe. We own you. A whole hoe. But- a whole hoe. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. That that's dope for Spotify. I was actually thinking about canceling my Apple Music subscription and going on over to Spotify. Um, because I have like this little Google Mini Play thing, and it doesn't play Apple Music. It's it's only compatible with like YouTube Music and Spotify. It's very unfortunate because the whole available on Apple. Let's play uh, all other streaming devices. Spotify yeah. title. Um, that wasn't a plug. Putting that out there for those that didn't know. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I might just get a different home pod device thing. You, I don't know. I kind of like Apple Music, but Spotify got the podcast joints popping. So. I don't know. We'll see. Now we are here in them streets, man. Uh, I tried to get a little filler to see if people would come to a live show. Well, you got a couple mixed responses. But overall, a lot of people were saying, yeah, they would come out to a live show. Okay. Which is which is pretty encouraging. I don't want to <laughs> promote a live show and just you and I show up. And that'd be kind of and Tiffany and email. Well, I mean, <laughs> what if they busy that day? What if even them, what if even them? Nah, you can't be busy. <laughs> Spouses can't be busy on the first live show. Like, stop what you're doing and come to the live show. And you gotta buy a ticket. You gotta pay for the ticket. Yeah, we don't want you to support us in uh via a uh, ticket purchase. We would actually prefer your physical presence. Uh, completely contradicts. Uh, con- <laughs> We had up here before, but whatever. It is what it is. We do what we want. It's our own live show that hasn't Back. been even put in the plate yet. So. Back. Hold on one second. Hold on. I'm going to um, I'm gonna start with uh, some Super Bowl talk, but Yarn. I got somebody who wants to join us. Yeah. I got somebody who wants to join us. We, 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 we're going we're gonna, to talk this out with him. Hold on one second. Don't tell me. I, 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 I'm waiting for him to join the line, but let's see. Don't do it. Let, let's see. It's about to be epic. Hello. You? Hello. Swift. You, you. Am I being heard? Swift. What's Gucci? The great debater. Debated only nigga. Yes. Patriots. Patriots fan. Patriots fan. Patriot enthusiast. <laughs> yes, it is I, Henry Lowe, the great debater. <laughs> 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 
Yes, it, it is I, Henry Lowe Jr., <laughs> descendant. <laughs> Are you guys hearing me all right? Because I'm using my headset, so I don't know. If yeah. Oh, don't worry about it, man. I, I was using a half-broken uh, AirPod last week. We, 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 got, you. we got you loud and clear. Right, but great, great. since you're up here, just so you know, we are going to um, get you get your opinion on a couple things. Um, one of them being that trash-ass <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> that we just witnessed. Uh, I guess first things in order, congrats, I guess, whatever. Uh, congrats. Six. You've been saying six for the past 20 came. So congrats. Yes. Congratulations. You. Yes, sir. You don't have to. Don't Melissa, be like don't be like that. <laughs> I gave Peyton his credit when it was time to give him his credit. You know what? I have grown because I actually watch the post-game footage. I watch post-game interviews. I watch Sports Center the next day. Yes. I watch some of the parades. So I've actually grown and I will give Tom Brady his credit. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Thank you. That 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 sounds great coming from a, a Peyton fan. Yeah. That is I mean, that, you can't deny stats. After a while, it's just like you're a hater, and I don't want to be a hater. So, you know, yeah. got to acknowledge his greatness. Well, I mean, even if I give, you know, Tom Brady, I definitely give him the go to the postseason. That's just, you know. But the, the still the, the still best regular season quarterback is still Peyton as far as the stats are concerned. You know, if Tom Brady just played just two more years, then we'll be all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. Glad you said that because I want to address something that pissed me off on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not I'm not shy up here. Yo, when Charlotte posted um, that Tom Brady was the GOAT, whatever have you, and don't debate me, only reason why I jumped in there and added her and debated her because I'm like, nigga, what stats do you know about Tom Brady that you're saying he the GOAT? <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure just, she this knows thing, some. This nigga just got here. <laughs> nigga, she know the Super Bowl stats. I was at, you just came up here as a Patriots fan and said, postseason, yeah, he's the GOAT. But regular season is Peyton Man. And that's what I was looking for. Like, fam, don't say don't debate me if you ain't really ready for the debate. Like, you, you don't, don't say, oh, niggas don't want smoke and niggas pull up and um, fire extinguishers <laughs> out. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> wait, the, co- the conversation. Still continued. I didn't see any updates. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, either. I left it because I knew I, I I knew there was no smoke to be had. I knew there was no smoke to be had. I knew there was no smoke. I fell asleep. Oh, did you? I mean, man, you you. I mean, chill. With with certain d- debates about football, it's just like well, now I mean, a- after of course Sunday, you know, I'm I'm not even. There's nothing for me to talk about ever again. <laughs> so like. I'll probably never debate football ever again. It'll just be a whole bunch of stat posting. I almost put up a Facebook post today from 2016 showing Tom Brady as the number one on all postseason stats, and I was just like, ah, maybe that might be too petty. But, uh, yeah, yeah, because three mm-hmm. years ago, he was the GOAT, and now it's just like I haven't even looked up the newest stats, so it's just like, dang. And, like, I have a picture of, like, most most touchdowns, most yards, most – you know, aside from him breaking his own record the year after he won the Super Bowl, even in a loss, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh so, my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when you look up one, two, and three of most yards and touchdowns thrown in the Super Bowl, just know that the top three spots are Brady. 
No As a fan, you can't sit, you can't sit here and tell me you played that game. I think we're breaking up a Hello? little bit. Say it again, Corey. I said, as a fan, he can't sit here and tell me that he enjoyed that game. It broke up a little bit, bro. You had to get off that sprint. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> get, that, get that sprint alone. Hello? We good? Yes, Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I said, as tell me that you enjoyed that game. Even though you won the game, you can't tell me that you enjoyed watching all four quarters. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I think Aaron did enjoy it, though. Nah, honestly, even if we lost, this is like, well, you know, I play defense. So I play middle linebacker. So it's like, you know, defense really does win games, especially with, you know, alluding back to Peyton's last ring. You know, Vaughn Miller won that ring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was stifling that whole – like, I can't even say that whole season. It's just, it's, it was – I think it was after week, like, eight, Vaughn Miller just went into another mode. Like, he, he – Yeah, he went crazy. He, he was on some other stuff. Same thing with the – you know, what, what was that? The year that Beyonce performed with Ray Lewis. Like, mm-hmm. that man what, – what, what did he have? A torn quadricep or something? No, not quad. Uh, torn bicep or something that year? And he was like, listen – this is it. I'm leaving it on the table. He was still, yo, he laid hands on that dude who, who ran the, uh, the ball back. It was like 108 yards or something like that. Yeah. Like, he laid hands on that nigga on the sidelines, like, yo, go get it. And then that nigga ran for like 108 like, yards when I said that. I was like, like, word. Yo! Like, like, you know, he willed his team to, like, if it wasn't for the whole Beyonce stage delaying the Super Bowl for 30 minutes, like, we were looking at a full-on defensive blowout. Yeah. I believe they played the 49ers. Yeah, that was the Harbor Bowl. Yeah, the Harbor Brothers was against each other. Like they, they the Harbor they, Brothers. They were blowing them out like it was crazy. A landslide. I felt like the NFL kind of dragged that. I don't feel like Beyonce, you know, shut down the Super Bowl with her stage presence. I felt like the NFL dragged that to be like, okay, we we got to break this momentum. Cause Ray Lewis, Pastor Ray Lewis, <laughs> and and the Ravens just, and the Ravens Deacons is turned up. We we gotta slow this down. This is God yeah, stuff. Outside, this is God stuff going on. Like we we got we gotta slow this down a little bit. Outside of uh, the game itself, um, Jared Goff is trash. I don't want to hear about him as a quarterback ever again. Todd Gurley is trash. Yeah. I don't want to hear about him either. Yeah. I, I had a debate with somebody was, about that the other day. I said, oh, well, Russell Wilson won a ring when he was in his second and third year, I believe. Yeah, so, sure I mean, <laughs> we not about to talk. We not about to say Jared Goff because he only three years in. That's the reason why. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's not an excuse he, at all. He, he did it his second year. <laughs> okay? It's like, yeah, that's uh, Jared Goff looked like he had no uh, idea. a great quarterback. Like, come on. Golf was out there looking like he had no idea that the game was even happening. He didn't. Still in practice mode. Yeah, he didn't. But I really felt like the Patriots defense really, like, stepped it up. And then I saw a video today that I tagged my girl in. Devin McCourty out here preaching to the defensive line right before the snap. Like. He was talking. I think. I think. I think came out of a book of Ezekiel or something. Like he gave a oh. 
a okay. crazy, like yeah, I'm I'm a tag I'm a tag y'all in it. He gave a crazy like speech. It was like one minute, but it was like. Oh snap! This is a word. Like, yeah, no, if legit... he coming from Ezekiel, he know the bruh, scriptures. Bro, bro, <laughs> it was a legit like fifty-five second word, and like it got me fired up at my desk at like four p.m. And I'm listening <laughs> to it like, oh wow! Like I didn't know that's why they played the way they played because he he fired them up. Yeah, the the Patriots defense she, really uh, surprised me. I wasn't expecting him to shut you know shut that the Rams got some like they that. got some great offense, but like I mean yeah. as bad as golf was and like you know he folded under pressure under the lights, you know, but yeah, he I did. mean the Patriots defense was stifling. It, were, it like, really was it, like it was re- they were really, 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 really on point. Like I was really happy because we had a very shaky season. Yeah. Okay. I remember when <laughs> Chuck went out, I said the last time we went eleven and five Patrick we did Chuck not went make out. the playoffs. Okay. The last time. <laughs> Under Matt up, we did not make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> when Patrick Chung went out, I was like, oh, they got a chance now. They got a legit chance. And Patrick Chung out. Yeah. And then he but broke his arm. It is what he it is. Like, I'm not staying in this locker room. I'm coming back out to the sideline. I don't know if it annoyed you as a fan, but it annoyed me watching the game. When they tried to get Belichick to do an interview right before the kickoff, I'm like, fam. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't do that. Like, they don't talk anyway. Like, like, why like, would you try to get him to talk right before the like, game? You trying to talk to Belichick is the same as you trying to talk to Greg Popovich before a game. Like, what, right, what, right. what do you expect to get? You're not going to get anything. Yeah, we're focused on this game today, and we're just trying to get to the fourth quarter. Like, you're not – I don't understand what you think you're It's so get. weird seeing him happy when he wins these Super Bowls. It's like – that's the only Who time knew? he's happy. All that was in you. Who knew? Like that's, you can smile. That's the only time he's happy and he's smiling <laughs> is when they win the Super Bowl. Not even the AFC Championship. He'd be like, all right, guys. Great yeah, game. he was like, yeah, but, we, got, we got work to do. <laughs> great game. But we made some mistakes. The Patriots could win 53-0, and Belichick will come in that locker room like, well, we messed up. Yeah, we missed this. We missed this. Yep. Goskowski missed the kick. Like, <laughs> like he's like one of the only coaches – like I'm not jogging nobody's memory. Maybe some coaches just have a photographic memory. But Belichick literally stands on the sideline with a pencil. Not a pen. A pencil and a pad. And mm-hmm. I notice every time the camera is on him, when we do something wrong or we don't convert on the third down or there's a non-completion or a pass or a run that doesn't get at least seven yards, he's writing it down. Yeah. So it's like he going in the locker room like, yeah, I dare anybody to say anything to me because these are the points that I'm like, right. okay, here we are. Like, this is where you messed up. 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 Yeah. And, I, and Yeah, like, and it's, he really is. And it's like a lot of people, you know, when they say, oh, the Patriots, this, that, and the third, it's just like, well, do we really talk about how their coach and how the team culture is as a whole? Mm-hmm. There's no seat on anybody's jersey. Mm-hmm. 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 Nigga, no we don't, nigga, we don't care nothing about that. We want, we want to talk to you about the time Brady was in the Super Bowl. Like, there's no seat. It's like, who's the captain? You don't know. Wow. He does like weekly captains. Like nobody wow. has a seat. No Patriots jersey ever had a seat on it ever. And I was like, that, wow, like that that speaks. And I didn't even realize that, that until speaks volumes. maybe yeah. like maybe five six years ago. And I've been down since Bledsoe, but. 
I didn't, I realized like yo nobody has a C on there. He he keep everybody in check. He keep everybody humble. Like I don't care how nice you are, you gonna play this way, or you ain't gonna play. <laughs> you know. What so I'm tell saying? us how tell us how a native New Yorker. Uh huh. How are you a Patriots fan? I don't know. Probably the same way you got uh, New Yorkers that's uh, Boston Red Sox fans. Who man? I got I got people at my office that's Boston Red Sox fans. That's native New Yorkers, born and raised. It be like the that, captain man. didn't give us permission to like the Red Sox. Word. Yeah, like we don't like anything coming from Massachusetts, Boston, New England. The only thing we really mess with is the clam chowder. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out how you how you got the seafood. The seafood is the seafood be second hitting. to none. You know, the they, they got the shore, so they so they they second to none over there in Boston and and uh, Maine and all of that. Say, don't be rude. It's not they're, they're definitely, you know, they they got that seafood. <laughs> but I mean, let's see. I think that started. I mean, I know I always liked football. Like even in between like services, I would never go to the park with some of the guys to play basketball. We would be on the grass throwing a football around. So it's like, but as long as I can remember, I always liked football more than I liked basketball, like for real. So like let's see. It's I guess it started it started really with Glenn Foley of the New York Jets. This this throwback. We we talking like 96, 97. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it started with Glenn Foley because he came and visited my school, PS three forty six. Yes, Starrett City. You already know. They call it Spring Creek Towers now, but all the real ones know it's Starrett all day. (laughs) Or Star Right or what have you, you know. (laughs) But I I think it started more so there with me paying attention more to the NFL or whatever. It started there with Glenn Foley. We was able to take pictures of him and he was just talking or whatever. Then I ended up going to Paddockett Athletic uh, Paddockett Athletic Club they had like a, I think it's still open, but it's not owned by like white people no more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they had a camp every year. And I went there from like age eight to like age 12 and worked there when I was 13 and 14. So yeah, Paddington okay. Athletic Camp. And it wasn't far from Thomas House. Okay. So they used to, Paddington used to take us to Hofstra every year for Jets Day. Mm. And that's where uh, the Jets actually practice at in the summer or at least for mm-hmm. that day. And they have like a whole big festival, games, rides, it's like a car- a whole carnival that many New Yorkers don't even know nothing about. Yeah. It's Jets Day every year at Hofstra University. So that that expanded the love for football. And then, you know, Thomas playing for Mo Better Jags. I, I always wanted to play for Mo Better. I always did. But you know, sometimes you grow up in a church household. If it ain't Jesus, it ain't. You can't make them some Sunday games. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't, a, holl- if it ain't a hallelujah party, <laughs> we, we can't go. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> you, Corey, you know. Like, I'm like, I mean, I love God too, but I think Jesus loved football too. Like, I think so. Fam, I was. I, I was. I wouldn't mind if I missed this one week, you know, just to play this game. I was on a football team and couldn't go to any Friday night games. The coach was getting ready to throw me off the team. <laughs> I, I I almost if it wasn't for me going to a Catholic school and having a coach that res, that was a devout Roman Catholic, you know, parishioner and like really respected my dad, like he would literally kiss my dad's ring on open school. 
He was my football coach, my U.S. history teacher, and my gym teacher, all at the same time. This nigga was milking the system. Yeah, like, you know, private school is different. You know, you shout out to Naz. You know, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Naz with kids, man. Shout out to D. Simone, rest in peace. He was, he is the, like, one of the best people ever. Like, nigga, we he, don't care. We don't care nothing about all this. Yo, as a New England <laughs> Patriots fan, I was building the story. Nigga, as I a Patriots fan, a story about how to love King for Drew Bledsoe. As you know a Patriots fan, can you tell us the the Super Bowls Brady got bailed out of? Okay, as a Patriots fan, the Super Bowls Brady got bailed out of. Okay, all the playoff wins, the Tuck Road, the uh, okay. like all of it. Let's 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 talk well, about let's the Tuck. Let's let's talk about the tuck rule because I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been waiting. I'm about to make this go viral. Oh, I've been waiting for this tuck rule. The tuck rule is an official NFL rule. I will leave it to you to Google when it was actually instilled. Whether it was enforced, whatever year it was enforced, it was already an official rule before Tom Brady was even drafted. So that's BS. Let's kick that out the window. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay, we're not going because I've been. I'm still debating people to this day about what the tuck rule is. It's like you don't watch football. You started watching football when Beyonce performed at the halftime show. You started watching when Bruno Mars performed at the halftime show. You didn't watch Prince when the Colts won. You what? You, you you didn't. You didn't watch it. Stop it. You didn't watch when it when it was rain when he started singing Purple Rain. Purple it rain, rain. And it rained. Actually rained. And it was raining. And it actually rained. Like he rained. Like come on. Like but anyway. Like with the tuck rule, like I like that one I leave alone because that's a that's an NFL rule. That that's like debating the whole what's the catch rule. It's just like, bruh, maintain possession, point your toes. You caught it. <laughs> so <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> maintain possession when your forearm or your knee hit the floor, you got it, bruh. That's catch. So with the tuck rule, it's like that that's out the window. That's nothing but an excuse that haters use. So yeah, you, you go, all the listeners and y'all can Google when that tuck rule actually was instilled. And I can assure you that it was not instilled when Tom Brady started playing. Okay? <laughs> second, second, let's talk about Adam V. Okay. Please. In football, this is not basketball. You don't just put up a shot when you down three, when you down two points, you put up a shot from, from half court and you go in and then you want and you the man. That's not how it goes. Okay. In the history of the NFL, what is the longest field goal kick? <laughs> amen and amen. Okay. <laughs> I can do this forever. Okay? Like, I believe the longest kick, don't all the way quote me. I'll probably look this up later. I believe the longest kick is, what is that? I think 59 or 61 yards. So the day that Adam V kicked the ball from the 10, in the okay, and made it. I don't want to hear nothing about no save the game. Sixty-four yards. There we go. Sixty-four yards. So a sixty-four yard is the record, and the one after that might be sixty-one, and then fifty-eight, I believe. So like, oh, uh, as of which Stephen Goskowski also holds a record. I believe he's in the top five for the kick. Okay, so you can hold your Adam V. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> what? So Vrabel and Ty Law and them defenses. Oh yeah, now if we're gonna talk about defenses, okay, but let's let, let one thing at a time. Let's let's get to this clip. <laughs> In football, the quarterback at least has to get you close 
enough to where your kick can be easier. So who in, in all of six Super Bowls, whether it was decided by a kick or a touchdown, all of those game-winning drives were led by Tom Brady, all six. You can quote me on that. All six game-winning drives were led. So, you know, if Adam V was kicking it from the other side of the end zone, bruh, all right, then Adam V gets that. But that's why Adam V has a Super Bowl MVP, I believe, you know, as well as uh, Ty Law and Deion Branch. So don't act like Brady got all of them, okay? He got four, though. Don't front. He don't got six. He got, he got four, all right? But, you know, in football, the quarterback still has to get you to a place to make your kick easier. So don't act like Adam V kicked it from the 68, okay? Like he might as well, said, nigga. Oh, you, oh, you yeah. might as well. Oh, I mean, might, might as well. As well. Oh, like, you might as well. really about to do this tonight? Okay. <laughs> First of all, this is not basketball. This is not basketball. <laughs> Any bench warmer could come in the game for two seconds and throw up a shot. If you're down by two from half court and make it and you can win the game. You cannot do that in football and you know that. That's there exactly are, why I hate the kickers. There, there are 11 people on the field that have to really make sure that this kick ain't even blocked. So if you really want to give it to somebody, give it up to the O-line that made sure Adam V wasn't blocked. There we go. Okay? And this is before there they stopped. And this is before they stopped that uh, jumping over the line on the field goal. They did that because Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins were smoking cats with that jump. Both and so and so was Troy Palomalo, and so was Troy. Exactly, but Troy was able to get two rings off of his jumps, and we we had to fight for our rings the hard way. But yeah, okay. So anyway, with the Adam V, I believe you know in football. I mean, bro, there's kicks, there's safeties, there's touchdowns. It's like, but all working parts have to work. Like, like I said, if Adam V got more than fifty-five yard field goal kicks. In the three that they feel was decided by a kick, let me know. But before that game was decided by a kick, a touchdown had to be thrown for us to be at a point where we're tied to where three points can get us over the hump. So we're not going to deal with that, though, right? I wonder who threw those touchdowns before a kick was even necessary. Okay, no, I'm just saying. Here we go. If we going to deal with the facts. Drew Bledsoe, nigga. Drew Bledsoe threw <laughs> He did? <laughs> yeah, nah. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing about Jerry Goff. Tom Brady was in his second year, first year as the actual starting quarterback and won a Super Bowl. But anyway, that's for me to hit no there. So great defense to do that whatever. for you. Yeah, great defense that's to do that. that for you. Yeah, just like it did for Eli Manning twice. But that's and just like it hit. did for Peyton that's, in uh, Denver. That's 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 neither here nor there. Because let's okay, Michael Strahan and them <laughs> was turned up. That's a jab to y'all Giants fan. Yes, y'all suck. Y'all like, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Eli ain't gonna get it done. The Giants suck, yo. Say, I, don't, I don't know Saquon, how they won those two. Odell, come on through. We get you this ring real quick. Ask Darrell Revis. One year, ring. We, just, right, we didn't get it done for Randy Moss. That, that was kind of bad. Before I let you go, I got one question for you. How many more years do you think Brady got for real? Like, not as a fan, but, like, for real. Watching him play this year, how many more years do you think he got? For real, for real, if the offensive line – and the defense plays the way they played from week 13 to the Super Bowl, Brady can do two more seasons at least. Do I think he is? No. I honestly thought – honestly, I'm still 
on the fence that Brady might announce this retirement before <laughs> before OTAs, bro. Like I'm I'm not even all the way confident. Him, he said he's gonna try to go to 45. Yeah, he said that, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? If you listen, but nobody's touching him really. If you let what man Brady be getting touched all the especially this yeah. season, he mm-hmm. got but not towards the end though. That's how the Patriots right do. Up. They they hit that second gear. It's always at the second half of the year, and it's always at the the second half of the game. The Patriots hit another gear. And this and that's when it's supposed to be. Like, you know, we the most winning this team in I believe in January. Yeah, this nigga go. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> no, we not done. We're gonna talk. If we gonna talk all, we're gonna talk all. I, I think Gronk is gonna retire. I think Gronk is gonna retire this all Yeah, Gronk out of here. Yeah. Honestly, I see Gronk going out the same year Brady goes out. Because even when Gronk is limited as far as a pass catcher, he's still a great still tight end because he blocks. Block, yeah, OD. he blocks like hell. <laughs> he blocks <laughs> OD. Like, yeah. he's, and it takes six yards to tackle this man. Yeah. <laughs> right. So even when you tackle him and you take him out at the knees, you just tackle him and he just gained the extra six yards after the catch. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just, it's like that. But of course, his body, you know, it takes wear and tear. If he just didn't skip leg day, I, I believe he would be, like, <laughs> he, he would be totally fine if he didn't skip leg day. But come on, let's let, let's get to, to the rest of the Patriots uh, wins. Let's let, let's get to Nigga, the Nigga, we ain't here. This ain't a nah, Patriots episode. Tell it for real. I we thought this was a no Patriots episode. This ain't no Patriots episode. Super Bowl episode, like you know. Nigga, no, we ain't nah, spending ain't all this that. time talking about the Super Bowl. Yo, bro, we we brought 20, you up here. It's only twenty six minutes and seventeen seconds. <laughs> we brought you up here to talk to you right quick about the goddamn Patriots Super Bowl. And then you want to and then you want to throw in Adam V and Tuckwell. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see you see how y'all do? Shoot. You see how y'all Patriot haters do? This is a shit. Now, already has had the stars aligned for him. If we're gonna keep it, if I'm gonna be completely honest. He is still the greatest, but the stars have aligned right. a little bit in his right. favor. Just just like the stars aligned when we elected to kick on fourth and inches instead of just going for it, and we could have just made sure that the Rams had touched the ball. Oh, they had more than enough opportunity. Brady threw y'all red zone interception. Like man, P. Carroll threw the ball at the two yard line when he had Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You that are absolutely line. right, and let's talk about and let's talk about that as well. Marshawn Lynch that season had seven <laughs> rushes from the one yard line. How many touchdowns did he score, Corey? Go ahead, bring up Google. One. Seven rushes from the one yard line. He Marshawn Lynch was on the two yard <laughs> right. line, and Pete Carroll threw the ball. So after that, how has Marshawn Lynch's career been? And and we're moving, and with it and didn't matter because he, he actually scarred yeah. for him. He won, he won a <laughs> Super Bowl. He didn't care. Yeah, you're right. And Brady won six, so he don't care anyway. But uh, but like Corey, like really, had, like Malcolm Butler, like bro, he literally blew that coverage and literally snapped back. Malcolm Butler, a second too early, is passing the feelings. Malcolm <laughs> Butler, one second too late, it's a touchdown. So, like, really, like, it's – and then it would be deemed the greatest play. It's stupid because an interception occurred. But had a touchdown would have happened, it wouldn't have been stupid. It would have been the greatest play. We're going to bring you up here one day for a, a, a full uh, sports talk and not, not just a Patriots talk. Not I mean, I, I mean I'm knowledgeable of many topics, so what's the next topic we're moving on to? Are you here? I thought you had to go because I was going to let you rock. But I mean, I'm about, I'm about to step outside real quick, but I just continue talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, like, I mean, 
Now we gonna we gonna bring you up here for real. We gonna get you on for a full joint, uh, just so you can uh, vibe with us. But well, we do appreciate you. What's the next topic, I nigga? I we going it. into we going <laughs> into the trade deadline that pretty much stole a spotlight from the Super Bowl. Ooh. Going back to last week, it stole a spotlight. Well, before I get off, because we I got two minutes left before it's thirty. You know, I just do my half real quick. <laughs> you know, I gotta pull the Patriots. I gotta do a half an hour. So you know, what I'm saying second half. But the trade deadline. On my opinion, uh, the Bucks won today. The Bucks won. Don't get me wrong; I think the Sixers is the winners in the whole long run, but the Bucks won today because of the mirror tip. Straight up. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying that it was between uh, the Raptors and Bucks in terms of who won the trade today, but. All right, I, I feel it's the Bucks because you you run the lineup of Miritic, Lopez, and Giannis. You 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 got a problem because you got defense and offense now. You you, you got a problem. Those we talking about everybody that's over six eleven. Like that's a <laughs> that's a big issue. Well, Miritic is like six ten, six eleven, but like that's that that's a problem. Like I I think the Bucks literally just got their big three with Miritic. If he comes back out the right way as he was before he went down with this injury, yeah, but the Bucks is a problem. Yeah, there's some other thing. You think Melo get a spot before the end of the season? Man, I I, I pray he do. Like, I mean, I, I feel like D'Antoni was being petty with that whole situation, but you know, but I I I, I pray Melo does, and I hope Melo does. LeBron need to bring Melo and Jr. Smith to the Lakers. He might bring Melo. I don't know about Jr., but he might bring. Mello. Yo, the Cavs ain't even trying to release Jr. Like, you just go sit on my man. All right, he gonna make this money. Y'all gave him that contract, so enjoy paying him. <laughs> Enjoy that, but ho- hopefully Melo does. I-, I I feel like the Lakers could be a good fit. Honestly, I feel like Melo going back to OKC, even if they do have a spot, would actually be a very good fit. With definitely now that he's comfortable with coming off the bench, I, I really feel like OKC would still be a good spot. Mm-mm. That's Paul George team now. It ain't even Westbrook team no more. Oh no, That's no, Paul it's George fi- oh yeah, but it's Westbrook. Did, did you tell Westbrook that? Did you tell him that when Durant was there? It was like. <laughs> Did you tell Westbrook? Does Westbrook know this? Yeah. You tell him that when Durant was there. That nigga don't care. He played like it's his team, but in fact, it's, that's yeah. Paul George team. Now. I mean, if, if I th- honestly, Westbrook can be better. Is sometimes being the man means being the true point guard. Because when Westbrook wants, he actually plays two way basketball when he wants. When he wants. All right, my G, we're going to let you go. We got, like I said, I'm going to bring you up here again for real for um, extended uh, talk. But uh, Yes, sir. Thank you for coming up. Appreciate you. Shout out the Patriots. Shout out Drew Bledsoe. Shout out there Troy Brown. Shout out to my man Ty Law. Got in the Hall of Fame this year. It's about damn time. Thank you. Shout out to Tom Brady, who they might as well just send him his gold jacket. Forget this ceremony. Just send it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Y'all can say he saved it. Y'all can say there's an asterisk next to those first. I'll even give you the first four rings. Let's talk about the last two, the most current. <laughs> there's no asterisk next to those. Just saying, let's talk about it. Swift All right, my out. nigga. God bless y'all. Let's... All right. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, before you, uh, before we cut out, we told uh, Swift we were going to do a uh, trade talk. And he said he thinks the uh, the Bucks want to trade uh, with the the big front court that they have. Um, 
So we're here now. You and I, trade talk. What's up? What's happening? Trade talk. Um, the Bucks and the Raptors. They going after it. They send the Raptors. Um, sent three people to Memphis, I believe, for um, Mark Gasol. Um, the Bucks got Thon Maker out of there. And they got the dude from New Orleans. What's his name? Can't think of that foreigner's name right now. <laughs> Nerd <laughs> chick or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, top two seeds in the East, and they going after it, making moves, significant moves. It's not just like, you know, salary dumping. It, these are legit pieces that can, you know, further your your endeavors into championship pursuits. I was, uh, but, um, what, do you, what do you think about uh, seeming like the NBA took uh, took the spotlight from the Super Bowl leading into um, trade deadline? Yeah, that was huge. That was huge because for, you know, two weeks, the last two weeks in, in January leading into February is always just football talk. And no matter what's happening in the sports world, don't really matter. It's Super Bowl, you know, those two weeks, the Super Bowl and Super Bowl media and it's stories surrounding that. And it's NFL, NFL, NFL. You watch all the sports shows. It's two hours. Some of them are three hours of straight <laughs> NFL Super Bowl talk. And for the NBA to preempt that, that was big. Now, you can unpack it. You know, there's a lot to unpack with the NFL and people protesting and the Saints still in their bag. And you end up with, like, what was it, like 99 million viewers? Yeah, it was one of the lowest rated Super Bowl. It was one of the lowest rated in, like, the last 10 years. So... A lot of conspiracies to you know unpack there, but whatever. But I think it was huge for the NBA, who has been kind of like on a downward tick in recent years, in terms of like ratings and and um, you know just like parity in the in the league overall. I'm, I'm gonna play this clip that I want to get into because um, we're talking about trades, and it definitely stole the spotlight. But um. Uh, just how sports in general, I want to get into a conversation about sports in general. We spoke last week about players taking their um, own um, journeys, their futures ahead of them. They're, they're, take, they're becoming, you know, the gatekeepers of where their career goes. And this clip mm-hmm. is uh, going to tell you how, how sports how sports do you. Carlisle, coach of the Mavs, commenting on Harrison Barnes being traded mid-game. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about that Harrison Barnes move? Um, 
it's a business. So, you know, you can't really get emotional about your employer making a business decision. Um, but at the same time, when you have someone like Anthony Davis, who we talked about last week, who is taking his future and his career in his own hands, not waiting for his employer to, you know, make his situation better, then the players get criticized. But when ownership does it, it's, you know, it's a business move. And it is. So just like it's a business move for Mark Cuban to trade Harrison Barnes right in the middle of the game. <laughs> it's, it's like the nigga, he literally just scored, sat down on the bench, and it is like, oh, Harrison Barnes has been traded to the king. Like, come on. But just like it's a business decision for Mark Cuban to move Harrison Barnes, it's a business decision for Anthony Davis to feel like, I don't want to be here in New Orleans. I want to move elsewhere. It's, you know, it's the same thing. It can't be, you know, this double standard of the ownership doing it for the sake of the franchise, but then the player, when the player does it, it's, oh, he's selfish and, you know, he's not loyal to the fans and, like, come on. It's a business all across the board, the NBA Ownership, players, it's all of it is a business. And when when the ownership makes the decision, business. Player makes the decision, business. So um, but from my understanding, Harrison Barnes, there were talks and he was like aware that he could possibly be moved. Pretty sure he wasn't expecting mid-game, but there was that conversation um with his team and his agent, and he did decide to play. I guess because he wasn't really thinking that it would happen in the middle of the game, so he just played it out. And um, but yeah, like that's that was crazy to me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why they would do it at that point. Like it wasn't nearing the deadline. <laughs> like it wasn't like a two-minute shot clock, and you know they had to get the paperwork signed and faxed over to Sacramento or whatever they sent him. It was like you had a whole, you had like 12 hours <laughs> to do that. So I don't know why they would wait to do that, like right in the middle of the game. But whatever, I don't know. I'm not, you know, in the front office. I don't know the parameters and how those things work out. Bam. They if probably, I'm Barnes, I'm they could have waited. Over every single time I touch it after I hear that I'm traded, <laughs> I'm not passing anybody. I'm chucking up as many it's, times as It's really want. not an ideal time to tell somebody you don't, you're not really a part of this anymore. Like, that's weird. That's just weird. Weird timing. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad that it happened. I'm just mad at the time that it happened. Like, could have waited an hour and a half <laughs> to do that. Niggas told him mid game, like, yo, by the way, we're not going to need your services no more. Um, <coughs> you actually can leave at halftime. You ain't even got to stay for the rest of the game. You, you leave at halftime. Yeah. You uh, leave at halftime. Crazy. Braun was saying, uh, Similar to your your, uh, your statement that he just wants it to be called the same way when a player does it. Like it's cool for them to do it to Harrison Barnes, but when players do it, they become selfish. Then it becomes all about them, um, which takes us to like Kevin Durant's comments to the media that you guys heard at the beginning of this. Um, yeah, it, like I don't understand why media gets offended when. Athletes, like when my job is to go out and either hit a baseball, throw a football, or put a basketball in a basket, 
Let me focus on my job. Y'all right. ask me questions about everything else that distracts me from my job. Right. I agree 100% with Kevin Durant. Like, yo, y'all ask my teammates, y'all get asked the fans, y'all get everybody all riled up when my, well, like, I can't focus on what I'm being paid for. I'm not here to, I'm not getting paid to speak to y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting paid to speak to y'all, but on the same, the same point, Kevin Durant needs to understand every time he gives them clickbait by lashing out at them, they're going to keep trying to annoy him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think he can kind of put this to bed if he just says, I'm not answering any free agency questions. We'll talk about it after the season. Like, but, and also, like, just, I don't know, like, the whole media athlete thing, that whole dynamic is, like, it's kind of weird. Most of the players really don't want to talk to the media because the media can't really be trusted. Like, they'll take their words and they'll distort it and they'll take it out of context and they'll print, you know what I mean? Like, they'll print what they want and they'll print from a certain perspective that really wasn't where the player was coming from. And it's, you know, like, it's only a few of them, like a, like a hand, like, you can count them on your hand how many, you know, journalists or media personalities are trusted you know, in, in the sports community because a lot of them are just, you know, beat writers and they want to come up and they're trying to make a buck and they're trying to make a name for themselves and they'll do whatever it takes. And they're not really staying true to journalism. And, you know, th- th- that could be annoying to, to someone who's just answering your questions honestly and then you're taking their words and you're distorting them, making it seem like it's something that it's not. So there's that dynamic of like the the athlete, the media, and then it's like some of them are required to talk to media afterwards. I think in the NFL, it's just like, like why? But why not take the 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 two names y'all mentioned, Bill Belichick and Popovich approach, where if you give them as little as possible, they're not gonna want to speak to you. Because if if you're given one word or two word answers, the niggas ain't gonna want to hold the microphone to your face. They know they ain't gonna get nothing. But they do. They still do. At every game, every practice, Bill Belichick got to go up there on that stand <laughs> and he got he to answer them questions as mad and as annoyed as he is because he could be using that time to, like, game plan. He's still up there doing it, grumpy and all. They do the same thing to Pop on the sideline in the middle of the game after every quarter. He's asking, they're asking him questions and he's barely answering like it's not going to change it because it it has to be done, so that it's not going to change the fact that they're still there and they're still going to ask some questions. And then you have some some athletes whose personality doesn't mimic Popovich or Bill Belichick. Some of them are really bubbly and outgoing, and they're fun. Um, like Steph Curry, like he's not really grumpy with the media. So I just I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think it should be an option for players to engage the media. I there agree. Should, I there should be some, you know, like, they don't have to come in every at, after every practice and after every game, maybe see them, like, once a week in the facilities, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's too much access. It's too much. Like Kevin Durant said, you have this one guy, he just walks around. He doesn't really talk to anybody. He just walks around surveying everything. And then he writes as if he's been speaking to people. Like that's be, that, that's not honest. You're being dishonest. 
And that's annoying to, you know, to go to work and try to do your job. And then you have somebody just like walking around looking for a story to write about. I think uh, Durant, Durant's, um, I think I, I read something about him saying um, people can say Durant said, and guess what? Durant probably never even said. Like, yeah. you just take like something in passing, the same guy, surveying everything. And this makes it seem like I had a one on one, like Rachel Nichols, and sat down. Right. Well, I spoke to LeBron's people, and he said, Right. Uh, right. Niggas, mm-hmm. you ain't speaking to nobody. You ain't speaking to nobody. You were looking, you were watching, you were observing, you surveyed the facility, something caught your eye, maybe you overheard something, somebody wasn't even talking to you, and then you're just saying it as this person sat down with you and said X, Y, and Z. No. But you know what the problem is? It's, it's not just with sports media, but media in general. The, 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 the site has shifted from reporting what's factual and people doing research to who can report it first. Yeah. As long as I can get my story out first, no matter what it is, if I can get my story out first, people can believe me. It don't right. got to be factual, right. but that's the, the, the time we're that's living the in. That's the climate that we're in, yeah, especially in the age of social media and clickbait. Yeah. Journalism it's, it's, isn't journalism. Like, it's crazy how people like with names are trusted, like Waj and Adam Schefter. They're trusted. Like, mm-hmm. they type something, they send something out. You can almost guarantee right. that that's gold. Yeah. Where you got Chris, <laughs> Chris Rizard. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith yeah. lying, making up stuff. I spoke to LeBron's mother. And yeah, said, like, no, nigga, you didn't. So Gloria, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> LeBron's people telling me them niggas don't talk to you. Stop! Like, come on. Maverick took me out the room. Yeah, come on, said, nigga, Stop! <laughs> come on, son. No, knock it off. But, but yeah, it's it's that it's that um, and I think it's with people in, like, and you can tell when people are trying to pry and push something like. Why? I, I don't know. I'm on Durant's side of feeling like, why do I have to dress poor Zing's being traded? Nigga, yeah. I have no control over that. Why yeah. do I have to dress like yeah. free agency? Like, nigga, I'm not a GM. I'm a basketball player. Yeah. And you could hear it in his voice. It's like, yo, I just want to play ball, but y'all keep asking me all this unnecessary extra stuff that really don't have to do anything with my job, which is to play ball and be a good teammate. And you could like really like that line was sincere more than anything to me. Like, the nigga really just want to play basketball. Like, come to the gym, play ball, and, like, go home and watch Jordan highlights. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you could really hear it in his voice that that's really all you want to do. And then you just have, like, this annoying aspect of the game, which is the media that you have to address after every game, every loss, every practice, walking into the facilities. Like, why are these niggas always here? Come once a week. Like the cleaning service, <laughs> do what you got to do it, and then leave, and we'll see you another time. It's annoying. I feel his frustrations. It's like, come on. Yeah, man. Uh, not really. Sixers did a nice little job with their trade uh, deadline. Yeah, Sixers was going out, going all out too. Yeah, they did a nice little job. Picked um, up Tobias. They got rid of Markel Fultz finally. Yo, I feel bad for Fultz, man. I do too, because I feel like something's in his head. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel for like Fultz. he's dealing with like some mental 
I think it's something beyond that 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 whole so, uh, shoulder thing. You can't shoot and you can't shoot free throws. Like it's, I think it's something deeper than that. So I want to um before we get out of the sports talk, I just want to all star game right quick. Did you see the teams? I did. The draft was pretty cool. Yeah, Giannis Giannis team. He got a whole bunch of hype, but. No, nah, Giannis to... went for the foreigner. He like, yo, I'm a foreigner myself, and we gonna hold this down. Team global, like this nigga picked all the foreigners. You want to run through uh, Bron's team, and I'll run through Giannis's team. I don't have it in front of me. Bron picked KD first, which was kind of telling, and he admitted to, <laughs> <laughs> and he admitted to um, picking Kevin Durant first last season. So I'm like, okay, this nigga's really on uh <laughs> really on KD's nuts. Um I- I'll run through Giannis team, give you some time, but he did uh Brian picked KD. No, I got it. He got KD, he picked Kyrie after that, and then he picked Kawhi, and then yeah. James Harden. The fact that none of them niggas picked James Harden is is pretty telling to me. It's like, the all first? right, the the way you play don't really matter to us in, you know, all stars because you shoot about thirty percent. There ain't nobody trying to deal with that. You're a ball hog, and you ain't gonna get them calls. Like yeah. you ain't going to the it's line. Awesome. You ain't yeah. going to the line twenty times. So he picked KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, and James Harden. That's the starting lineup. And his reserve, his first reserve was Anthony Davis, which was pretty funny. Clay Thompson, <laughs> <laughs> Clay Thompson, um, Dame Dalla, Ben Simmons. I think it was Russell Westbrook, and they 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 traded. Russell Westbrook, um, LaMarcus Aldridge, that nigga's trash. Why is he even there? Um, Fundamentals. Kat, yeah. Cat and Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill was dead last picked throughout the whole process. How you feel? Getting picked dead last. And they got Wade is just like a. And Wade is the, the, the special edition. It was either Wade or Dirt. And they were like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a pick Dirt. Psych, I lied, nigga. Clint's voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not picking Dirk. <laughs> picking my guy, D Wade. So yeah, that rounds out uh Team LeBron. Uh Team Giannis. You got Steph, he went with first pick, but he said he owed him that because Steph picked him first last year. Um then you got Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kimber Walker, Chris Middleton, Nikola Jokovic, Ben Simmons, but he was traded. Blake Griffin. D'Angelo Russell filling in for um I think Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um Nikola Vujicic, Kyle Lowry, who I said on this podcast, I think it was the first and second episode. I don't want to see Kyle Lowry in another all-star oh, game trash. in my life. Because that you know that nigga gonna be on his James Harden chucking up whatever he wants. <laughs> he is wild corny, yo. And Dirk is the uh special edition. Did Dirk say he was retiring, or are we just giving him this uh, farewell tour? I don't think he did. Because if I'm Dirk, I'm like, I ain't tell y'all niggas. <laughs> I ain't tell y'all niggas. <laughs> Special edition me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Give y'all niggas the okay. <laughs> Dirk's wife is black. No, he's invited he to the cookout. Dirk always been invited to the cookout. Yeah. He, he he been when I when I saw him bring a plate of aluminum foil into the gym one time. 
said, oh, yeah, I know what time it is. I know what time it is. Takeout tray in the arena. All right. This is completely not basketball related, but we're talking about food. What type of person are you when you go out in the group? Are you the Bill comes, I had a hamburger and fries, or are you the let's just split everything down so we can get out of here? Let's just split everything down. Right. Okay. Because I was about to tell you to take your un- unless Unless you had drinks, like alcoholic beverages. Then it's like, you need to throw in an extra like $30 (laughs) because I wasn't drinking alcohol and I'm not paying for your habit. (laughs) That's the only time, but lately I've been going out with people who's like, I had and, you know, adding stuff up on their iPhones. Yo, how annoying. It's annoying. It's like, come on. Like, we all had a steak and two sides. Like, let's just split it. But, yeah, unless you got drinks, we could, we could split it down. If you had some drinks, just tack on an extra couple of dollars. And we straight. I, I, I was having this conversation today. I can't stand, like, when we went, when I was invited out with my coworkers the first time, I got all my stuff on a separate bill just because I wanted to see how... <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to survey the area to see how people were going to do. I was surprised that they were just, you know, cool about uh, doing a split and everybody paying. I'm like, all right. Now, what I what what I'm not here for if we doing a split. If everybody else is ordering burgers and you order a lobster, nigga, I'm not paying for you. Yeah, lobster. yeah, yeah. But if the menu is pretty much the same, like if you had Applebee's or something, and this real everything is pretty much like. 18 to 21 dollars you know like yeah we could just split this the part that annoys me when you do splits because i'm a split person too but the part that annoys me if someone says yo it's 40 dollars a person and a bill short by 60 nigga i said 40 dollars <laughs> a person it's like yeah, would you that. um are you like a Academy. Do you send food back? Yes. With no shame, no no hesitation, nothing. It de- it depends on if it's messed up really bad. Like, what about if, if you just like- change your mind? Like you and Tiff sit down somewhere and she has like a a steak meal or something, and you ordered like something stupid, like a cheeseburger, and you see her steak and you're like, "Oh, I think I want steak." Are you sending your burger, your little basic burger back? Um, I don't know. I think I'm. I'll more be like, yeah, I made a mistake, and power through it. But I wouldn't be like, yeah, let me order because I don't know if the waiter is going to be the type that's going to charge me for both meals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they cool about it, like, oh, you don't like it? Oh, we'll get something right out for you. Like, what? What else you want? If they, if there's somebody like that, cool. But. I would power through it and be like, yeah, I made a mistake. I probably won't order this again. Now, if it's jacked up, like, because of your mistake, then, yeah, I'm sending it back two and three times. Like, I ordered something specifically. You brought something else out. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's on you yeah. in the kitchen, not me. Yeah. yeah. But speak, in terms of uh, being invited to the cookout, 
Are we getting Liam Nielsen? Uh, we we invoking his uh past Liam Neeson. Yeah. We invoking the past. My thing is, people do change, but when you're telling the story, you're saying what was black the point of the story? Yeah, Liam. I'm gonna get to that. But all right, let's start there. You got a movie coming out, cool. You got to do all these press junk gets, whatever they're called, city to city, all day, whatever. Answering a bunch, a bunch of questions for like the next five days. They ask you, you know, where your mindset was doing this film or whatever, whatever. And you take them back <laughs> to something <laughs> nobody knows about. There was no speculation ever of you being a racist. This is not an investigatable story, and I'm pretty sure I just made that word up, but there's no way anybody can investigate this to, you know, bring this to, to Twitter for a cancel movement. You just volunteer this story, and I get it. It reminded you of the movie, but my guy, you're an actor. Make something <laughs> up. There's no way to fact check this stuff. There was no need for you to even tell that story. And then you're telling the story, claiming that you feel bad and you're so remorseful, but you're saying black bastards while telling the story. How much have you changed? Why, why are you saying black? I was waiting for a black bastard to, like, why? <laughs> if you feel that remorseful, if you're so embarrassed by it, why not just say a black person, a black man? Why are you using such strong language in this story, Liam Neeson? Get that nigga out of here. I don't know who his publicist is. I don't know who his PR people Yo, are. Yo, when he somebody. was out of it, like, shut the fuck up. Rip that paper, smash the phone that was recording it, do whatever you got to do to get rid of that. No need for that story to come out. They canceled some red carpet something he was supposed to put a movie. They didn't cancel that. So, I mean, good luck on that movie premiere, Liam Neeson. Liam. And whoever's co-starring in that movie. (laughs) You don't have those skills. Them niggas would have parked your ass on whatever street you was on. You walking around trying to look for a black bastard. Them niggas would have shot your ass. Lit you up. Down. I heard saw somebody say he the worst parent ever. How he keep losing? How he keep losing <laughs> <this thing? laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Liam. That story, like, I don't. Why that story, nigga? You could why that any story? story, nigga? Make something. You're a paid professional actor. Make something up. Yeah, there's no way they would have been able to fact check that and be like, oh, whoa. like, yo, that's not a story that anyone can find out. That was that wasn't coming to to bite you in the behind. You ain't have to worry about that creeping up and and canceling your career. Oh, but let me just volunteer this little bit, black bastard. I was waiting. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, and Liam on your way out. Take Terry Crews with you. I'm sick of that nigga too. 
Jake Terry. What he do? Terry. I missed that. What he did? Terry Crews talking about some. Oh, he forgives William. He understands that uh, it, it's a uh, um, people's plights are different. He, I'm like oh, Terry Crews. No, sit down somewhere. No, no, sit down somewhere. No, 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 no. Terry Crews now to face the masculine toxic toxic uh, toxicness. Sit down. Second yeah, Terry yeah. Come on. Get that nigga out of here too. Liam, on your way up. Take Terry. Um, I was gonna give a disclaimer, but I'm not. I, I'm here for the jokes about Twenty One Two, man. I'm here for all the memes. Uh, granted, I'm not here for you know the, the man <laughs> does have a family, but y'all not gonna tell me Twenty One's a Brit, man. You, you, you ain't gonna tell me Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. It's kind of funny, but then it's but it is not. Like it's sad that, nah, it's not. It's not really fun. The memes are hilarious. It is not really funny that he is being detained, and nobody no. really has any answers. Um, I did see that Jay Z hired a lawyer for him, and my guy, yeah, they spent like six million dollars on the, that whole situation with Meek, him, Mike, uh, Mike Rubin. So that was yeah. I, I can assure you when when Twenty One Savage comes out, he's gonna have his application approved. He's gonna have his visa. He's yeah. Like, them, them niggas ain't just uh trying to get him out. They gonna yeah. get him out as the actual. Yeah, they gonna get him straight. They gonna get him straight. But apparently, he had an application pending for the past few years. Yeah. So this. What about the conspiracy? There is to stay woke people. Um, saying that the government, <laughs> the government has detained him because he has been shutting positivity and you know talking about politics and doing great things in his community and teaching financial stability and all these different things in East Atlanta. He's been doing all these great things, and the government is like, yay. No more of that positive black energy. Come with me. I mean, I can see how people can view it that way because you, you think every time you see somebody black doing something uplifting, then something happens. Whether it's cancel culture, finding an old tweet or something. Like, I can see that conspiracy. I think it's a reach, but I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly reach, but I can see it. They said they're gonna do the same thing to Cardi B if she keeps going on, on this, you know, those political rants that she does. And what I've learned through history, when you speak out and they don't like it, and this is all conspiracy stuff talk, when you speak out and they don't like it, they find a way to quiet you. Mm-hmm. When you speak yeah. out against the machine and they don't like it, and your voice is echoing. Yeah. They don't like that, and they'll find a way of quiet. Cardi B has ties to Blood Gang, and they'll use that. So they'll as the use first the, thing. like how they how they clip Six Nine, how they clip Bobby Schmurder. They'll use those gang affiliations and get you all the way out of here. What What I like about uh, not because it's Jay Z, but hit. 21's management company or P, I don't know if P manages them, 
but he was like, yeah, celebrities should get together. And if y'all really mess with him like that, pay for money and get him out. I like the action. Like, Jay-Z didn't need that nigga to say that. It was mm-hmm. oh, some, it was an injustice. Get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. He got yeah. a kid. He got kids. You trying to be a positive person. Do you put much um, st- uh, do you put much stock in people claiming an area that they're not really from? Like if I'm born um, in Virginia, but I've yeah, lived in nah. Brooklyn my whole life. Nah, well, if you lived in Brooklyn your whole life, then you can claim Brooklyn. But what do you mean, rappers or people in general? It's just in general. Like if I if I was born in like yeah, born in DC or something, but I'm raised in Atlanta my whole life, and I'm claiming Atlanta. I, I think you can, yeah, you can, you can, you can claim Atlanta if you grew up there. Now, if you just moved there from past previous two years, it's like, nah, nigga, you from DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Kanye. Like Kanye was born in Atlanta, but he moved to Chicago when he was like three or something like that. So, like, he claimed Chicago. Because Chicago literally raised him. Like, he spent all of his life in Chicago. So, like, that's fine. If you spent, you know, like, the first 10 years somewhere and then you spent the next 15 somewhere, you know, you can claim either either location. I don't... As long as you spent real time there, don't talk about, like, two years, three years, five years. You have to spend, like, a decade or more somewhere to claim that, to claim that area. For me. Yeah, I... I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't care where you were born. If you spent a significant amount of time in a place, then the place where you were raised or what raised you is where you're from. To me, I don't get Right. Precisely. Whole stock and a whole bunch of all that other Kresnap. Last thing before you go, kind of lighthearted. Um, you you have four kids, so I want you to take your take yourself out of this <laughs> your reality. And if you were had an apartment to yourself and your your group chat friends invited you over for a sleepover, are you the person that has a bag already prepacked in their car, or are you somebody that you pack as you're invited? No, you take as you're invited. Who has a pre-packed bag? You'd be surprised. A lot of people really have bags in their cars for instances where it's a one-night stand and they need clothes that they got to go home or they get too drunk and throw up and they need, like, you'd be surprised. Oh, people have. No. I ain't about that life. I've seen, uh, uh, I've not seen, I know a lot of people that have bags in their trunk that have like it's basically a, a, a sleepover bag, but it has everything they need just in case. They don't ever want to be caught like in a predicament where they don't have I know somebody like that too. That always travels with like sleepover things. I do. Yeah. But no, I'm so not I, about that life. I would told you to take yourself out of your reality. I'm I'm trying No, I mean like even before my kids, like no, I, I I never had like a bag ready to, just, you know, jump up and go to somebody's house or, no. Nah. The Man. most, the most, the most, the most I'll 
I'll I'll carry with me prior to me having children, things like that, is like deodorant, uh, a pair of panties, and a sanitary napkin. But that's for other reasons. But like a full blown whole get up, no. Nah. I remember uh, when I used to stay at your house. The the go to your moms used to throw at my parents all the time was he don't need clothes we gotta wash and dry him. <laughs> wash his clothes right up. Yeah, uh, sure enough. <laughs> sometimes that was all it took. Like we gonna have to bring him clothes. Bring him in the morning. We got we gotta wash yeah. and dry him. He don't. He's fine. Yeah. But t- talking to people about the different bags led me to say, you know what? Maybe I should start carrying around just deodorant in my car or like a toothbrush and toothpaste just in case. Like I walk out the house one day and I don't got something. It led me down that path. Not I should pack a bag, but it led me down to take go to Bed Bath and Beyond or Harm and get you the the. So you have like a bag. Stuff. You have like a backpack for like a travel kit. No. No, I'm thinking about it, but I, no. Talk to to your wife. About what? Because that is very strange for a woman to see a guy walking around with a backpack and a travel kit. That is very uncomfortable if I'm being all the way honest. I just told you the reason why. It don't matter. When has that ever mattered when a guy said, yeah, I'm gonna do this because, like, yeah, it just sounds stupid coming out of your mouth. That's that's so sad. That when niggas is trying to have good hygiene, niggas <laughs> turn to grow up. What Kevin Durant said, grow up. Yeah, nigga, you grow up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I just left saying. My house and needed some deodorant, or like, yo, my breath is kind of funky. Let me go get some toothpaste <laughs> and some water from David uh, Dwayne Reed. Take care of myself. Nah, nigga, walk with some gum. Nigga. All right. Okay. I see where you are. Don't say I did not try to help you. Don't say. Right? All right. If I I didn't think she would uh, yell at me for bringing on the podcast without her knowing, I would go ask her right now. Right after, you know what? Nice no, getting watch, watch, watch. I have a question. Hello, you're on Daddy, Tiffany. You're, Daddy, you're live on the whatever Daddy. first podcast. Kaden, you are also live for the hey, Kaden. Yes, Daddy, cookie, monster. cookie monster. You, you blocked me from what I'm asking. Would you feel would you feel weird if you found out you knew I was I had a bag in my car that had toiletries and hygiene hygienal products? Is that it? Did I ask that right? He's gonna ask about cooking six more times. Huh? Paw Patrol cup? I see, you, buddy. <laughs> oh man! Okay, 
Would you feel a type of way if you knew I had a bag? It's a bag, an outfit, and the toiletries. In my car. She's shaking it. Answer. They don't, they can't see you. No. Why would I feel weird about that? Okay. Why would I? Straight from the horse's mouth. I have clothes on my car. Okay. I'll take that out. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. She said she had clothes on her car. What? You know, it's, it's different for women to have clothes in their cars. Like, we have, you know, situations. I feel like you just try to dig at me because I'm on live, but I'm, I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. He said you are okay. met, metrosexual, so of course you will have a, a backpack with toilet. You heard that, right? You heard that spice? I heard that. Okay. I don't think it's wrong with having a not for staying out purposely, but just the for your own hygiene. Nigga, you must it. Go go spray <laughs> some. <laughs> Take some deodorant and spray that. Yeah. Cool idea. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You, you ain't bought. <laughs> All right. Uh do you got a show for you? Oh no, no. I'm gonna use a show that I didn't use for you last week. I'm gonna use it this week, so I'm gonna save you on that one. Uh, the triggering with uh, trigger trigger warning with Killer Mike. I'm gonna use that for you. We use that. No, I didn't. I used the other joint. You um, the other. We definitely talked about Killer Mike. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm gonna use that for this week. I never used it for you last week. That's what I'm saying. If you catch my drift. Anyway, all I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying to say. Nigga, you don't need to give a show because I gave I you got one. Um, First of all, going... I gave that show last week. Oh my god! Just let me. Second of all, I have a show. So you said I used three identical strangers for you last week. Okay. So I'm gonna use triggering. I didn't realize we were like. Pre-depositing shows before you know. No. Well, you haven't had one in about three or four weeks, so I'm trying to. Help I've had one the last week. couple. I've had one. You, CK, you. I've had one the, for the past like three weeks. Okay. So what's the show? I will, I'll use your new show. What's your show? Smilf. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Smurf? No, Smilf. Smilf. Yes, like milk, like milk with an S in front of it. So, trigger warning it is. It comes on either before or after Black Monday. How could you not know about Smilf? Because I watch Black Monday. Um, we got we got new partners now, so I watch Black Monday, not when it airs, but on another. I use streaming devices. There oh. you go, digital platforms. Okay, yeah. If you use streaming devices, then you'll see Smilf sitting right up there next to Black Monday. On Apple TV, when you when you sign in, it just plays shows that you like. You don't have to go to the next. So I'm online. Um, no, it's all it's all there on the home screen. I'm pretty sure. 
What is it about? Uh, it's about this young mother, single mother, living in Boston. She had like dreams of becoming a WNBA player, but that didn't really pan out. So she's just like, you know, running around town with her three year old son, um, trying to make a living for themselves. And her mom, who's Rosie O'Donnell, really good in the show. Um, they have like a weird dynamic, like a love hate relationship. And she has like a black best friend where they be getting into some shiz night together. It's really good. It's really funny. This one girl, she created the show. She writes the show. She EPs the show. And she getting all the checks. All right. Don't pay nobody. Pay yourself. I feel you. Do your thing. Frankie something, honey. Do your thing. Smilf. Uh, it's whatever. It's funny. It's funny. I'm going to go uh, something a little lighthearted. Not really a show, but uh, it's a game show from Ellen. Uh, Ellen's Game of Games. Yeah, Emo says about that. Nah, it, it, it's it's pretty funny. It's a little annoying. Like it's like over goofy to me. Yeah, sometimes, but I, I'm I'm speaking on an aspect of like I, I like shows like uh, what's that show that used to come on ABC where it was mad um. Mad obstacles and niggas getting like punched in the water. Wipeout. Wipeout. I love. Yeah, wipeout. Wipe <laughs> but those seem to be like sincere moments that make you laugh. I feel like Ellen's show kind of like stares you and yeah, it's, it's a yeah. little annoying. Yeah. Game of games. That's my uh that's my that's my show and if you guys think that's a cop out, um detail on um ESPN plus is actually really great. I watched the uh Pete Manning's breakdowns and it's not what you would imagine him looking or talking to different people. Um if you're a fan of the game, it's somebody who's a student breaking down every play and making you understand why people are lined up the way they are, um, how he would have called the play based off of what he sees, what should have been happening. Like, it's very, 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 very specific detail. You do need a login to uh, access Whose login are you using? The plug. Um, that you never plug me into. Cool. Oh, fam, I got you. I got you. Wow. I got you. Because you I'm paying a $5 subscription fee to ESPN Plus because I never canceled it after watching LeBron's More Than an Athlete <laughs> documentary. <laughs> I'd be forgetting. It was like every day when I go to do it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it later. And then it's like another day. <laughs> nah, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, get your excuses ready. I, that's becoming a thing now, man. We out here. Get your excuses ready for Monday because... Let's face it, nobody wants to be at work on a Monday. Um, if you thought we was getting out of here without me plugging your uh, his and hers, Bruh. his side, her side. Totally unnecessary. And, and we and we thank him. We bless him. <laughs> Supporting you in your endeavors and what you're doing. <laughs> Real cute. If you're around... 628 Central Avenue. 
come through for real though. <laughs> you really don't have to if you're listening and you're in the area. <laughs> it's really okay. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast oh. is enough. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Support those that support you. And Facts. God dang it, we're supporting you. Facts. So, uh, that's 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 all I have. Uh, something is gonna break between the time we record and y'all listen. So just deal with it. Yeah, and yeah, we'll be whatever. back next week with the heat. Whatever. The haymakers. When the Grammys come on? Sunday, N- nigga. I don't oh, care. Okay. Like, nah, it's some pretty. I think we talked about it. It's some pretty decent nomination. I, I'm not here to see Jennifer Lopez do a tribute to Motown. I'm sorry. Yeah. She she should have declined that. Somebody had to like, tell her, like, J-Lo, no. Every invitation ain't the, ain't the right invitation. It really is. Like, first of all, you can't even sing that good. And you don't really have... You have Latin soul. You don't really have the soul necessary for, like, Motown vibe i don't know i just feel like she could she should have climbed it and you know they never been forced to pick someone more suitable for the occasion but i want to watch it because you know for research and stuff like that oh no we'll we'll watch it as a family on social media on our big comfy couch (laughs) our big social media couch that we watch everything on we'll watch it in clown as as a unit but I have z- zero expectation. <laughs> zero expectation. <laughs> but nah, for real. We will catch y'all next week. If you're listening on, it, on any other platform, great. Invite it. Share it. As we keep saying, uh, we like to see the numbers grow. Uh, again, thank y'all. For yeah! Like y'all do. That's all I have. Yes, sir.